part two chapter eighteen of on piety by jean joubert this librivox recording is in the public domain part two the fruits of piety chapter eighteen piety floods the soul with joy piety crowns its work and completes its benefits by flooding the soul with joy and in doing this it grips the christian to the very depths of his being for man aspires to joy in virtue of an irresistible need he calls for it by all his powers he seeks it with all his energies he flings himself upon it wherever he thinks he can find it he opens his heart to all that gives him a gleam of it and he is grieved at everything that disturbs it or that takes it from him no one can escape this law of nature joy is what the workman looks for in his injurious alcoholic drink and it is joy that the carmelite will partake of in the austere seclusion of the cloister however different may be the sources from which it is drawn everywhere people wish to have happiness let us not blame a man for this instinctive greed of joy not only can he not prevent it but it contains too many advantages for him to try to rid himself of it for joy by dilating the heart and by the enjoyment that it affords becomes a force for living what is living indeed if it be not to keep on working to endure suffering and to control oneself by virtue but all this cannot be done without effort and the effort is of such a nature that the will needs a powerful energy to accomplish it and above all to persevere in it but a soul without joy has no interior energy joy alone can stir the heart to action and maintain it therein who has not experienced the disastrous consequences of depression the soul is then plunged in darkness the heart is drenched with bitterness and the will is broken with discouragement expect no effort from a man who is weary as long as he is in an enervated condition he is incapable of any generous action if however temptation come in his way it will take possession of him because he is ready to give himself up to the first claimant ill-omened times times of sin and of every kind of failing are the hours in which the moral nature is submerged by such interior desolation they are barren lands if hope do not fertilize them lands in which thorns and fruitless briars abound instead of rich harvests but get a ray of joy to penetrate the discouraged spirit without doing away with duty work and suffering which are the inevitable lot of all human existence pour some drops of gladness into the heart that is loaded with such a burden immediately you have life hardiness courage and heroism perhaps because you have light and hope the blood revives thoughts arise and noble feelings are awakened activity develops and effort is exerted before joy came you had not a man to deal with but thanks to joy you have a brave and devoted fellow 
thus do we learn a great lesson from experience it teaches us what a responsibility weighs upon those who extinguish joy in a man's heart for in killing joy they kill life itself but on the other hand what a noble mission it is to rekindle life in the soul by means of joy he spoke well who said that the best of all alms to give is the giving of happiness whence comes joy it does not come from outside but it springs up within the soul the external world cannot in fact either give joy or disturb it worldly festivities and sensual pleasures do not contain it they intoxicate the senses and they make the soul dizzy for a time but they leave emptiness behind them and regret and moral suffering according to the saying of st augustine they lie they die and they kill the flatteries of men weave crowns that quickly fade the noise of their applause is soon over whilst the silence that follows is both very long and very deep riches bring on their part anxiety and fear the gleam of gold is not the sweet ray of happiness as a fair offset to this the world is as powerless to take away joy as to give it the brute forces of nature may cripple us but they cannot make us despond if we ward their blows from our hearts and it is the same with the persecutions of men whether they fling the darts of their words at us or stir themselves against our interests or chill the social atmosphere in which we live by their antipathy all external disturbances leave us untouched so long as we are masters of our own hearts and protect them from such attacks joy is within us there it takes its rise and expands and is consummated joy is indeed the fruit of peace not the false peace of indifference but the peace that wins a living soul by self-conquest give peace to the mind by luminous convictions on the essential problems of life give peace to the heart by setting it free from the snares in which it gets taken and by arming it against deceits and treacheries give peace to the imagination by delivering it from the fatal fancies that so often disturb it give peace to the senses by regulating their activity according to reason give peace to the will by maintaining its aptitude for effort in the face of difficulties and lastly give peace to the conscience by the testimony of never being consciously false to duty by this universal peace you will have produced joy within you at least let this peace reign to some extent by frequent victories and joy will have made its entry into your soul and this is where piety comes in for religion promises joy by means of peace but it only gives it to those who are religious to the point of piety and that religion promises peace and joy not only for the life to come but also for this life this you know from the teaching of holy scripture peace i leave with you says jesus 
my peace i give unto you not as the world giveth do i give unto you john chapter fourteen verse twenty seven these things i have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and your joy may be filled john chapter fifteen verse eleven in the world you shall have distress but have confidence i have overcome the world john chapter sixteen verse thirty three you shall lament and weep but the world shall rejoice and you shall be made sorrowful but your sorrows shall be turned into joy and your joy no man shall take from you john chapter sixteen verses twenty and twenty two blessed are ye when they shall revile you and speak all that is evil against you untruly for my sake be glad and rejoice for your reward is very great in heaven matthew chapter five verses eleven and twelve and luke chapter six verse twenty three blessed are they that mourn blessed are they that hunger and thirst after justice blessed are the merciful blessed are the clean of heart blessed are the peacemakers matthew chapter five verses three and following when the angels announced to the shepherds the birth of the saviour they said to them we bring you good tidings of great joy luke chapter two verse ten and when the apostles preached the religion of jesus to the world they present it as a joy these things we write to you that you may rejoice and your joy may be full one john chapter one verse four rejoice in the lord always again i say rejoice philippians chapter four verse four always rejoice pray without ceasing one thessalonians chapter five verse sixteen we are helpers of your joy two corinthians chapter one verse twenty three and you are my joy and my crown philippians chapter four verse one st paul while incessantly harassed with persecutions protests that he rejoices i exceedingly abound with joy in all our tribulation two corinthians chapter seven verse four being apostles of joy the disciples of jesus lived themselves in invariable joy on the first occasion on which they appear before their persecutors and when they are beaten with rods they went from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were accounted worthy to suffer reproach for the name of jesus acts chapter five verse forty one thenceforward the radiancy of joy becomes the characteristic of the faithful see how they love one another was said of the first christians when they are on the way to torture and to death for god they cry out we were never at a happier feast the saints who are the true heirs of the ancient fervour are also the readiest for joy happy in conscience whatever their external trials may be they have the power to create peace and the feeling of happiness in others and in this they gather such force of character that they say with saint teresa give me suffering or death or else with saint john of the cross 
let me suffer and be despised for thee o lord and the race of such souls is not extinct it lives still in our midst among those christians who are entirely subject to the sway of piety follow their procedure closely they are neither harsh nor sad nor morose but engaging and kindly in the limpid clearness of their looks in the calm repose of their features you have a pure expression of their interior peace the deep joy that shines through their words and on their faces is the fruit of their living piety piety in fact has both brought peace and stirred up life in their souls it has shed the light of faith on the problems that usually fill men with anxiety and their minds rest in the calm possession of truth it has kept their hearts from those swervings that trouble one's existence for ever and if it has entered into a heart that has strayed it has brought it back from far-off exile and purified it from defilement and degradation it has given these hearts such high and certain hopes that they are strong enough to bear disillusionment and separation not indeed without suffering but without flinching it cures souls wounded with grief or which have been deeply rent it has the gift of turning the bitterest cup into sweetness it is above all an invaluable tonic for the will and by means of it the will triumphs over the temptations of the evil one and over despondency by it too the conscience keeps or recovers its peace because by its means conscience avoids moral falls or raises itself from them and note that piety does not produce this peace by reducing the soul to a state of slumber or of lethargy which is a diminution of life this peace is established after a victory not after a defeat it is a conquest of self not an abdication the soul that lives by piety as may be seen by observation is full of activity enterprising intrepid and influential and all the more energetic outwardly the more it is at liberty within its strength like its peace comes from the fact that piety imparts to it a keen and profound sense of the presence of god what joy is found in the feeling of the possession of god which fills the soul with an anticipation of heaven what strength there is in the conviction that god is there in all his power and loving-kindness that he will overcome all temptations that he will wipe away all tears that he will make good all losses and that he himself will be the spring of all our actions what eagerness there will be to abandon oneself to his influence and to make oneself the free and conscious instrument of his grace it was this sense of god felt in the heart through piety that flooded a saint francis xavier with joy and made him say stay lord and suspend thy favours for thy servant can bear no more and it is god thus felt in the heart by piety who to-day still sustains the fidelity of elect souls 
and keeps them as a precious leaven for the regeneration of the future end of part two chapter eighteen end of on piety by jean gibert